0: When I first met people who were in recovery from alcoholism, they would say, Hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm a grateful alcoholic. And I would think, what? How on earth could you be grateful to be an alcoholic? Well, after working with people in addiction and their families for over 30 years, I have really come to understand the apparent oxymoron of being a grateful recovered alcoholic, or a grateful member of Al-Anon, which is a lot what the uh, family's members say. I am so-and-so. I'm a grateful member of Al-Anon. So in the 12 steps, um, I didn't ever learn this in graduate school or in, in my preparation work for being a psychotherapist, but it is such an incredibly hard and yet very helpful set of suggestions through the book Alcoholics Anonymous, which is the original program set out in that book for working the 12 steps. And all the other anonymous programs have borrowed that 12 steps. But what's happened over time is the 12 steps get thrown up on the wall in a list, but the instruction manual, which is the the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous somehow then doesn't get opened. And when that happens, the interpretation of how to use those steps becomes diluted. And you, if you don't know what the book actually says to do with these steps, you leave yourself open to everybody's interpretation. So I want to take a phrase that, um, talks about three situations to look at when you're hurt. And um, the thing that I admire so much about the 12 steps is that people who work this program in any form, under any whatever uh, anonymous program, live life very bravely. It requires that they take a look at what is their part in this. Now, the people who suffer from addictions and work these steps, they have to take a look inside because they can't afford to mess around because they'll die with the use of these chemicals. So they have to take a look at what is my part in this situation. They have to be rigorously honest about their selfishness, their self-centeredness, their uh, not being of service to other people. And so I want to take these three situations that they ask you to take a look at So in the book, there's a a paragraph basically that says selfish self-centeredness that we think is the root of our troubles driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-seeking, self-delusion. We step on the toes of others and they retaliate. Okay. So that's condition number one. When you're hurt or you think uh, you can't imagine why somebody has hurt you, let's apply that first situation. Did you step on the toes of someone else and are they retaliating? Are they getting back at you because you hurt them? Now, those situations to take a look at may be hard, but they're easy to see. Yes, I was thoughtless or yes, I didn't text that person back or yes, I had an affair in my marriage and I hurt my wife, my husband, my whatever. So, like I said, it's not easy to take a look at it, but it's, 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 um, the facts are clearer. I did this, and then they got back at me. The second situation, they say, sometimes people hurt us without provocation. Okay, so that's situation number two. I'm just walking down the road, you know, in my own business, and somebody hurts me out of nowhere, Okay, so we take a look at that. We be, a de- you know, we practice detective work and be a detective about, whoa, what happened? Was I just actually walking down the street and this person deliberately ran into me or ran into me and stepped on my toe and really hurt me and didn't say they were sorry? So sometimes we love those because then we say, well, I'm not to blame. That person was the problem. Uh, so that does happen. Somebody just hurts us and they're having a bad day or they... That just grumpy or whatever it is. But then this third situation, oh, it's the kicker. It says, but most of the time we find that we have made decisions based on self, which later put us in a position to be hurt. Okay, so let me do that one again. We, we find that sometimes we have made decisions based on self, which later put us in a position to be hurt. So ask yourself, I'm hurting right now, and how did I get here? Now, we love to blame the other person. Yeah, but he. Yeah, but she. Yeah, but my boss. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. But ask yourself, what decision did I make for myself that put me in this situation? So let's look at a couple Let's say you know you probably shouldn't go to a certain place, but you really want to because everybody else is going. So that evening you go to a a party or, you know, some take a drive or whatever. And it doesn't go well. It's, It's human nature to say, well, you know, it didn't turn out well this evening because he did or she did or they did X, Y, and Z. But let's say the party was raided, okay, and you got hauled in to, to uh, jail for whatever. What did you do that put you in that position? Now, that's not the same as saying, you know, sometimes people say, well, you're blaming me. No, I want to ask you, you know, in that case, you made a decision. You want to go to that party real badly. And probably you knew intuitively that it was probably not a good setting, But you didn't look at that. You didn't take that into consideration. You didn't practice self-care. You went ahead and did what you wanted to do. And then it ended in something not very good. Now, I'll give you an example of myself. You know, you may know this, but my dad left when I was 13 and died when I was 15. So, unfinished business from your childhood that you may know intellectually, but you don't understand how it really impacts your life. So when I got married and then I had a child, I was bound and determined that we would have a fabulous Christmas and I would give this child everything that I had never had or I felt like had been taken away from me because of my father's death. So I would set out around Thanksgiving, Christmas, all holidays, and I would become a crazy person. I would get busy, I would make sure we are going to have... The perfect Hallmark Christmas card, Norman Rockwell family. And I was going to make sure we had it. Uh, Make sure this worked. Make this thing that I wanted fit. So I'd make myself crazy and my family crazy with decorations, with cooking, doing too much. And I was always sick because, well, I didn't have enough rest and was stressed out. And I thought I was doing something loving, and kind, and wonderful. And if people challenged me, you know, I was one of those yeah, but people, yeah, but I want to make sure that my daughter has the best Christmas, yeah, I want to make sure that she has the best field trip at school, yeah, I want to make sure. And that all sounded really good, sounded like, well, I was being a perfect wife and a perfect mother, but I was driving everybody nuts. And. When I finally was invited to take a look at my own behavior, I didn't realize that all that kind, loving, and caring stuff that I was doing was out of my own desire to give this kid something I didn't have. It never occurred to me to ask them what they wanted to do. Hey, this Thanksgiving, would you like to go to New York and see the Thanksgiving parade? Or would you like to have pizza instead of a turkey? What do y'all want to do? No, I was going to make this thing happen. So I would be disappointed. People, you know, it didn't end well, usually. And It never occurred to me that I was making a decision based on me and what I wanted, myself, that later put us in a position to be hurt. Now, it's harder to see when somebody does something uh, legitimately to hurt you. It's easy to get sidetracked just looking at their behavior. But ask yourself, how did I get here? Okay, so why would you ask yourself that? Well, who cares? The point is you want to do that detective work and say, how did I get here? Because I don't want to be in this situation again. So if I can learn how I got here, then maybe I can do something to change my own behavior that will take care of me in the future And I won't get hurt based on something that I contributed to, that I put myself in that position. So, notably, the most talked about, I guess, situations are in relationships. Now, I can't stand that word because everybody thinks you talk about just relationship, a love interest. We have a relationship with everything, the planet, the garbage can. We take out the garbage, everything. But if you, let's say you uh, had an old uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, lover, husband, wife, partner, um, close, close friend, um, maybe even boss, and you really were hurt by them uh let's say something like um okay a really best friend and they gossiped about you they um you learned how they had talked about you to other people and it really hurt you now you could go find a whole bunch of people that could get on your side and say yeah look what they did and blah 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 and kind of co-sign your position but you really have to ask yourself wait a minute how did i get into this and sometimes you know it's you're too trusting you're, you you minimized some of the red flags in the relationship now please don't hear me say you were wrong it's not that It's how did you get there, and do you want to get in that same position again? And if not, then let's look inside. And if you have trouble doing this work by yourself, because a lot of times we can't see our own stuff, don't always get your best friend to take a look at it with you, because they'll be on your side. Ask somebody who loves you enough to really tell you the truth. And ask them, say, you know, I really want you to look at the situation and tell me what you see that I can't see. Ask other people in your 12-step program if you're lucky enough to be in one. Ask a therapist. Ask a friend that really will tell you the truth. Happy detective work.